I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy. Welcome back. We're here to talk about all the newest and greatest latest in horror. Yes, we are. Uh, we're doing a remake of a movie called uh, Wrong Turn. Oh. A lot of people might know it. Some people might not. Um, we're doing the remake that just came out in 2021. Yes. Uh, this is technically the seventh installment yeah. in this franchise. I'm going to tell you guys right now, before we head into anything, this is unlike any wrong turn oh, yeah. you have ever fucking seen. It, I mean, yeah, it's a little gory, it's a little brutal, mm-hmm. but it's not cannibalistic. At all. At all. The hillbillies aren't there. Exactly. It's, it's totally different antagonists. Exactly. I actually... Before you know, let let's get into a little bit of news here before we before we jump into this. So, okay. I've been of course looking over some new horror movies for us to watch, and we already know that we're going to see Evil Evil Dead Rise, of course, and yeah. Renfield and whatnot. And I also came across a new movie. I can't exactly remember the title. We'll post the title later because I can't remember it. But there's a new horror psychological film coming out with William Defoe. And it's basically just him. And it's like a robbery gone wrong. And somehow he gets kind of cut off from everything and everyone. Yeah. And it's a situation where it's like kind of like a 1408 mm-hmm. if you take the psychological, if you take like the ghost element. Away, the supernatural element. Yes. This is more of like the breakdown of the mind. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like everything you try, it just backfires. Remember ATM? Yes. Kind of like that, but without a guy. Without okay. a bad guy waiting for them. Okay. So kind of like that situation, that kind of desperation. So I really feel that since William Defoe is going to be like the main actor in this, and he's going to be the main one doing everything, I have really high hopes for it. Oh, yeah. I think he's perfect for that. Because, like, when you're, like, audience's top pick to play the Joker, mm-hmm. like, you know you're ready for the psychological fucked up roles. Like, like that, that is William Defoe. He's just got that. You want to see, like, it, a mental breakdown movie is perfect for him. So. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he is good as a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's really good as this bad guy. He's also really good as a detective. Like, Boondock thinks he did an amazing job. Fucking love that movie. But, I mean, he he does well with a psychological mm-hmm. element and he being does. cut off. Yes. He does a really good job. And, honestly, I'm really, really excited to compare him to John Cusack. Okay. You know, because John Cusack was kind of doing the same thing in 1408. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to 
see how those two are going to pair up. Yeah, I love Kuzak. I'm a big Kuzak guy. I think yeah. he's a great actor. Well, we love him. We love Identity. Yeah. That was a really good movie that he did. 1408 was a really good movie that he did. There's a lot of good movies. And he's a really good comedic actor. Yeah, he's a renaissance man. He could show up in, like, Hot Tub Time Machine. He could be in a rom cab. He can do anything, and it's good. Exactly. So. He's a very, very wide range. Yeah, I agree. And that's what you really want in an actor or an actress. You want to be able to go from doing something psychological and supernatural to making somebody laugh. Exactly. That's not something that a lot of people can pull off. So I do know that Daniel's about to pull it up right here, but I do believe that Evil Dead Rise is being a hit at the box office. What do we got, Daniel? $44.4 million so far. All right. Which is pretty good for for horror nowadays. That, that's, that's pretty good. I don't especially know the budget. For, especially for a movie that has waited 10 years. Yeah. Before releasing another one, because this is ten years after the remake. Yeah, and you've had your like Netflix, like Ash versus the Evil Dead. And that shit wasn't like that. actually a Netflix show. That was a Star show that got put on Netflix. Right. But it was good anyway. I was really upset when it got disbanded. Oh, by the way, guys, make sure because we're actually going to keep up with you guys episode by episode by episode. We've decided. Make sure that you guys are ready. In October, I'll get an exact date. But Chucky Season 3 is coming, and I got Daniel on board. Yeah. And we're actually going to be able to give you guys reviews for every episode. Yeah. That's going to be something that we're going to be doing. Daniel, do you want to also talk to them about our other future plans? Yeah, uh, of course, the Supermassive Games uh, project we're going to be doing, where we're going to be playing each one, reviewing them on the show, and then doing a character tier list at the end. And that's going to be a big, like, five, six-episode string of shows we're going to be doing. Also, I think before that, though, we're probably going to do our Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise retrospective, pretty much. Or we're going to do a movie, an episode. I think the first one, we should do the prequel, or not the prequel, the reboot and the first one at the same time and do a compare and contrast deal. Yeah. Because we already did the reboot, so instead of giving that its own episode, we kind of compare that to the first one and, like, watch both and then... Make that a big episode, and then we can do two, three, and all, all the other. Absolutely, and like new we nightmare. Went through, we've really been doing our research for the fun guys. Like, yeah, we've been watching all the documentaries. Like there's so much stuff, uh, so much. And I'm a Mike, or I'm a Jason guy. You're a Michael lady, so we figured we compromise. Is that, I mean, I love Michael. I like Leatherface. I like Ghostface. I like the ones that hack and flash. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yes. Get, you, you give me a good old hack and slash, and I'm good. Me I mean, even Art the Clown. Yeah. Like He's the new generation. He, he really, I love him. Yeah, like, everyone cool. thinks I'm so fucked up for, thinking, for loving him, but I do. I think he is a riot. He is. I, I find him so funny. I think because a lot of people have problems, like, they're like, there isn't that new generation of slasher mm-hmm. where they have that mascot anymore. You yeah. Know? They don't have that guy. Like exactly. They and they don't have, like, honestly, if you think about it, the only evil clown that's out there is Pennywise. Yeah. Other than, like, killer clowns from outer space in the 80s. Yeah. But, like, that's Art, the new clown. Yeah. So he's kind of that new face for that mascot because you don't really get that, but you get shit like the strangers and shit like like that you can't really brand off of anymore. Exactly. And like it's regular clown, people. Mark. I feel brings a little bit of a refreshment 
to the gory horror part. I would I would definitely say he's very gory. It's very gross. Yes. But that's what makes it good because you have so many opportunities to fit in those practical effects that you can come out with a movie with like a only fifty thousand dollar budget and make a hundred something million dollars off yeah. of it. And it was only in theaters a couple of days. Yeah. Because it started making people throw up and shit. Yeah, and it's been a really good year for horror movies and cinema. I agree. And, and like, especially, like, underrated. And I know the movie sucked, and I can't wait till it's, like, out on streaming so we can watch it. But Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, the fact that Oh, that my God, not, I'm so excited. Like, I, I heard it's, like, a low-budget disaster, but the fact that that cost 100000 to make and it made, like, $20 million, it's, like, good for that. That's good for movies. It's good for independent movies, and it's good for independent horror. And I want to know what made them snap against Christopher Robin, because he comes back. At yeah. one point, and Winnie the Pooh tortures them, and they never, uh, they never say why. I didn't watch like the full movie, so like I need to yeah. to figure out why the fuck Winnie the Pooh turned their back, turned his back on Christopher Robin, and also I would like to fucking know why the hell they ate Eeyore. Yeah. It happens in the beginning. You see it in the trailer. Basically, they do the old sketch writing because. A lot of people don't know this, but Winnie the Pooh started off as a book in the early 1900s. Yes. Um, by a very, very famous author. I really don't want to fuck up the name, so I can't pronounce the last name right. So I think it was like A.A. A. Mylan or something. Yep, A.A. A. Mylan. Yeah. So, but like my aunt, Sharon, and my nana and whatnot, they had those books. Yes. And I was an avid book reader when I was younger. Daniel can even attest for that. You were. I was a very, I was a, book, I was a bookworm. I was putting yeah. down a book a week. Yeah. If not so. more. Yeah. And I loved those books. And what they did, because Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and them, they are out of, they are in public territory, but here's the thing. They're not out of, in public territory as as far as Disney goes. Well, yeah, well... The di- Disney Winnie the Pooh yes. and Piglet are still owned by Disney. The A.M. Mile characters yeah. are not. Well, because they were in 1925, and just like, yeah. like, Superman's about to enter that in, like, 10 years. Yeah, and there's and a lot of... about to end, yeah. enter it in a couple of years. A lot too. of those old characters are public domain now because they were so long ago, so the licenses can't be renewed. Yeah. And that's why... Anybody can, you and me can write a story on Winnie the Pooh and and Eeyore and Piglet tomorrow, as long as it's just on those characters and it doesn't have like the Disney representation and shit. But I thought it was really cool because I did get to see a little bit of the beginning in the trailer and they ate Eeyore. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, because the the gist I get is that Christopher Robin abandons them and then he comes back. He went to college. Well, they're not happy with it. And he's asking them in the trailer. He's like, why? Why? What the fuck? I'm I took sure care of you. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't get why after four years they would become so feral. Yeah. That's what I don't get. Yeah. That's why I need to watch it. Yeah. At this point. It, look, it looks like a fun watch. I heard nothing but bad things, oh, but yeah, I'm excited to watch it. It's going to be an awful, awful movie, but I think it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. And it makes me happy that it made money. 
Because even if a shitty horror movie makes money, it's still good for horror. Exactly. It's still good for our genre. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Because then they'll keep greenlighting them and they'll keep happening. So that's good. Exactly. So let's... Yeah, let's get to the movie we're talking about. Nitty gritty here. Wrong Turn, directed by Mike P. Nelson. Based on characters and written by Alan B. McElroy. And it's starring Charlotte Vega, uh, Aiden Bradley, Bill Sage... Uh, Emma Dumont, Dylan McTee, Daisy Head, and Matthew Modine. I believe Charlotte Vega, isn't she related to um, the Vega from The Conjuring? She might be, I don't know. I'm pretty sure she is. I'm almost sure she is. Uh, It doesn't say anything here, but she was born in London. Okay, so it might (laughs) not be. It might not be her. She's a Spanish-British actress. She fucking nails it, by the way. I think her role, like, she is, like the ultimate final girl for this mm-hmm. and like to to back something up because like and you kind of prefaced it at the beginning but this wrong turn movie is nothing like the first one besides of going and making the like wrong any turn of them. this yeah. is the seventh one and it is it's literally a standalone film yeah and you can tell it's a reboot and it's its own thing and it, it does take some swings that i enjoy and i think and i don't mind it as its own thing looking mm-hmm. at it separately but Going up against Elijah Dushku's final girl in the first one is a hard task because that's one of my favorites. And was, and she did her own stunts too, guys. Elijah yeah. Dushku in the original Wrong Turn. If you go back and watch it, and you see her fucking like go face first into a tree, that was her. But she's just such a badass in that movie. She did it herself. Yeah. Like more than once. Yeah. Well, they, that was when she was hot too. And I don't mean like aesthetically. No, I mean like her like career was white hot. Her career was red hot. Yeah. She was doing True Calling. She was doing Buffy. Bring it up. Bring she it was on. It. She yeah. was killing it. And I miss her. I really wish she would come back to the horror world. Me too. I really I love Elijah. Also, she did a movie, also, I believe I showed Daniel this when, I, when he was younger, called Soul Survivors. Remember Soul Survivors? Yep. Yeah. Yes. She was in that as well. So she was in a few horror movies, mm-hmm. actually. Wasn't she even in? Was wasn't she even in that one um, asylum movie we watched? Oh yeah. Uh, oh fuck! What is fuck? Uh, it's, this is not coming to mind, but I I do know what you're talking it's about. It's like psychiatric hospital. I don't know if I'll even be able to find that it. They were stuck in. But I I do I don't know if that was her. I don't know if that was was her or not. I think it was. Eloise. Eloise. That's what it is. It was Eloise. Yeah, that was a good movie. And I'm pretty sure she was in it. Yeah. Um, But that that was a good one. She was really having a moment back then. And I'd love to see her come back. But but this one, and I will say that Jennifer, the character of Jennifer, does match up very well. And she does, like, she's intelligent. She's a good talker, even from the beginning. We'll get into it. But, like, she is a good problem solver. She's a good fighter. She can do anything that you need a final goal to do to get out of a situation. She's smart. She's a smart broad. And and she's really good at this. Uh, To kind of, like, to kind of preface it, and – not to give too much away, but you have this thing called the foundation if you go too deep. But just the basic of a wrong term movie is that you're they're up in the Appalachian Mountains. That's one thing that stays the same. Yeah. And there's weird locals, another thing that kind of stays the same. And, but in this one, these locals are actually kind of like innocent, good people. And they're like, you know, don't go up the path. Don't yeah. take the wrong turn. Don't fucking go down the trail you're not supposed to. Exactly. And, like, in the first one, they had traps and stuff to catch 
to catch people. Yes. But in this one, the traps that they had laid down were actually to catch game. Yeah. And food and stuff to hunt and to survive. Yes. They weren't trying to harm anybody. They weren't violent. Yeah, you. There are no redneck hillbillies to be found here. They completely, like, they completely said, like, we're not gonna hurt you. Yes. Like, we're not violent. Yeah, they and their actions kind of like go against it a bit, and the fact that they have a cave filled with people that they take. Yeah, but at this point, though, I mean, really they got that. pissed off. Yeah. You don't know what pissed them off, because like I told you. In my opinion, I feel for them. I feel like they feel like they've been trespassed on. Yeah. And that's one thing that's like, because the antagonist in the, the, in the wrong turn series, you've never been, been able to say that statement to where I feel for these people. <laughs> like, these are actually innocent characters that, like, no, they're fucking downright fucking ballistic people. But these people are more like, and, and they even yeah, say Yeah, you feel it. bad for the antagonist. Yeah. There, there, about 13 or 15 families when America started colonizing, they, like, had this section of mountain off, yeah. and it's just for them, and they live the old way in that. And they kind of, they hunt, yeah, and, and they, they even throw say, weapons. like, they go into town every once in a while, but no one bothers them. Yeah, and they don't bother anybody and else. And they don't bother anybody else. Like, okay, cool. Don't fucking bother them then. Yeah, and don't go into their territory, because you'll get fucked up. Is that, like, they were told by, like, at least 10 or 12 people, like, don't go over in that territory. There's even this asshole at the bar who did, like, the fucking, like, big man approach. Yeah. And it was like, stay out of there, da 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 And even he couldn't fucking keep him out of there. That's why you never rely on a fucking non-profit hippie to be your tour guide. Yep. Because you get the non-profit hippie in there. It doesn't even matter that he was a black guy in the movie. You get the non, you, you get the non-violence, non-profit hippie guy, and he sees the nature, and he's like, oh, let's go off. No! <laughs> no! Everyone said to stay on the fucking path. And, just, and that young man is Darius, and he is Jennifer's boyfriend. And, and those are the two cent- central characters in the group of the, like, college students that are hanging out and then they have uh adam who's like the kind of douchey boy and uh his his i wanted to punch him in the face i wanted him to die he lasted way too fucking long yes way too long i really wanted him to die he did last and he was like kind of the dick the whole time and he like and he fucked everything up for everybody we'll get into that and he's got his girlfriend Mila with him, and she's like she the doctor. She was such a sweetheart. She was the mother hand base of like she was fixing everybody up. And I mean, honestly, when you have a girl like that, and you have two girls, one of them is a screamer, and one of them is a fighter. And I would say that that was kind of the opposite yeah. for this movie. They were both kind of fighters. They just fought in their own way. The fact they did not play to the stereotypes, yeah. and the fact that you. She could have easily just been a dumb, floozy bitch that gets fucked up and does something stupid. Absolutely. But the fact they play on the medical degree, that she gives, like, the old man advice in the beginning, and then he takes it, and, and like, he tells them at the end, like, she was right about my liver turning on me. because yes, she knows, thank you. Yeah. But, like, and whenever uh, Darius breaks his finger, when the tree falls, a couple fucked up things happen, and she patches him up, and she's helping. And, they like, this could have been a throwaway character. She dies relatively early, but the fact that it's, like, they make the most out of her, and they're like, oh, she's had a medical degree. Let's work with that. Like, I really enjoyed that about her. Yeah, that was impressive, too, yeah. with the writing. Because normally writers, they throw that kind of thing in, 
but then it's just kind of a throwaway. Yeah, they never pay off on it. Yeah. Oh, she's a doctor, but nothing ever comes of it if somebody gets hurt. You exactly. Know? So the fact that she was able to jump in with a clear head and help. Was, yeah, and she wasn't the main character because they only really do yeah. that for main characters. She was a side character, but they still had her they like, fully fleshed out. They all kind of work together, except yeah. for Adam. Adam pissed me off. Yeah, and Adam was like a stereotypical douchebag, but he also had a little like heart to Like, he's scared. He, he's scared Exactly. I mean, I can't be that mean to him. He was really scared. Yeah. And like, uh, all these people, and then you have the, the, the two boyfriends, Louise, and uh, I, I have to find the name of the other guy, but... uh the the Indian gentleman, but they they were like a, a really nice like romantic you know uh, homosexual couple, and, and it sucks. And, and in the beginning when they first go off the trail, this isn't going too far, is it? No. Because when they first go off the trail, a big ass tree comes down, and it takes down the 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 Indian fellow pretty. Quick. I think that's Gary. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, it's Gary. Yeah, it's Gary. Gary's the boyfriend, and it's Gary and Louise, and uh, Louise. You know, and they're walking, and the tree comes down as they're all walking, as they're going And we're down. talking like a tree, like a full-ass fucking, fucking tree. Yeah. Like a fucking oak or a maple tree, like a big-ass fucking yeah. long This ain't no twig. This is going to tear you down. And it comes barreling down, and this is like their first adversity that our characters have to deal with. And by the way, in the background, because they kind of pan out, uh, Matthew Modine, because I did mention him, he's a big actor, that's Scott Shaw, Jennifer's dad. And the whole time, it kind of flashes back to modern day to where he's looking for her, and he's mm-hmm. going to go up, and he's going to try to find her. And I like that, because they did a very even keel. There wasn't too much of it. It in. didn't feel like unfiltering yeah. or anything. Exactly. It didn't take away from the main story. No. They didn't take away from his story. It worked very well together. Yeah, and then it came together at the end in a good way. The, the really big thing that I have about the log thing is that if you've got a fucking tree running at you, and whatnot. Go to the fucking side. Yeah. Do not run right behind it. It's a tree. Yeah. Or like drop down and like make sure. And what the fuck is it gonna stick on? Yeah, there's so many things. But like running down and then falling and then being like head first to another tree, that's definitely not the good idea. No. That's go off to the fucking side. It's not that huge. And that's how Gary came to his end, because he got fucked up, man. That's his face. I mean, they all got fucked up, but Gary got the shit on the stick. Oh, yeah, Gary got worse, yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) When they did the close-up on his face... Oh, so bad. It was was good. It was was really good. It was very... I hate to say this, because people think I'm very morbid, but it was a very... (laughs) morbid macabre piece of art they did a really good job yeah especially the way his teeth were like angled up sticking out yeah they did a very very good job with the prosthetics and the dummies and the way that they did hit yeah i don't know if it was a special effect or if it was practical but it was it looked really cool i would say practical it looked practical yeah but they did a really good job because a lot of movies could easily make that look cheesy yeah and they didn't Absolutely. I thought they did a very good job at it. And honestly, Daniel, I, I mean, I was just watching it with him, and he saw me. Like, I was cheering all of them on. Yeah. The entire time. I, I could not find myself to shut up. Yeah. Because it's a go, 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 go. Like, stop fucking around. Yeah. Because I get mad at those kind of movies where I see, like, an obvious decision. And then they're like, oh, let's go hide behind these chainsaws and that. Yeah. Yeah, 
No, I'm with you. And that's why I enjoy Jennifer and Darius to an extent, but more just Jen because, like, and that's, what a fighter. What a fighter. And she is the badass of the group. She's the one that feels the morality while everyone else is trying to rationalize. She knows how to work a fucking bow. Like it was nobody's business. She became this is nobody's business. She, she became, became Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, like it was nothing, dude. Like, like she's nothing. like Pocahontas slash Robin Hood. Like she out there fucking fearing shit. Yeah, she was fucking people up. It was very commendable. I thought she people did very... animals. Nothing was safe. No, it wasn't. And like she had fucking war paint on her and shit. Like she was gone. I'm surprised she didn't shoot her father. I thought she was going to. I thought pops was going down. Yeah, because it's like. Because Damien had already fell for the compound. Darius. So I, Darius. So yeah. I thought she was going to end up staying there. I thought Papa Jem was going to go down. Well, and that's another thing. Like, they don't make them, and I like it about the movie, but it's also like, these aren't bad people. No. They really don't seem like it. Like, they do some fucked up shit. And, like, I agree, like, branding people in the eyes and throwing them in the cage. Because they're trespassing. And trespassers need to be punished. Yeah, but it, it's also like Jesus Christ. It's a, it is barbaric, but it's also like they they really do a good job of, of making you feel for them and making them like these aren't that bad of people. These they aren't. It's it doesn't have the vibe of the original Wrong Turn. The way like these these are our protagonists and they're fucked <laughs> and they're with these like fucking people that are gonna fuck them up. It's more like these guys. Our protagonists are kind of flawed yeah. a little bit. They're not the greatest people. No. They're not bad people, but they're like a little like flawed. But you still feel for them. You do. You don't want them to go through what they're going. It's through. not like bodies, 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 and you're like, all right, any one of them can fucking go, and I'll be completely okay with yeah. it. It's right. more like I feel bad. Yeah. Even by the time to where when Adam gets what's coming to him, I'm even like, oh, does he have to go? Like, and like, like I understand it, and I was with you, like, kill him already, but it's also like, I kind of felt for the guy. It's like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I still feel like he lasted too long. Yeah, he had it coming as far as anybody in the group. Nobody else had it coming but him. Yeah, because he's the reason why they fucking got in trouble. If he would have just fucking stopped doing shit. Yeah. They would have been fine. And that's when shit kind of gets real because after the Indian shit, uh, or the, the Gary, the, the Indian gentleman, after he dies and he gets fucked up by the tree and, and he's gone, they they camp out. Oh, and also, guys, I would really like it if you could comment as you watch this and let us know if you guys know where the fuck the tree came from. Because we don't know. Yeah, and they never, and they never talk it. about they it. They never talk. And that's the only Jennifer. And that a, frustrates me. And Jennifer's a very articulate woman, but that's the one thing she was missing in the trial when they're like, "What did we do to you?" It's like you threw a fucking tree at us. And they don't even know though. You, yeah, you, you don't, don't know if it was that. You don't them. know if it was an accident. But I would have brought it up. Them, but I would at least <laughs> been like, "Hey, tree." Hey, we were kind of threatened because our friend Gary <laughs> got smushed by a fucking tree. So yeah, we were a little scared. And when you, your people were carrying us and fucking chains, we thought we might die. Sorry. Exactly. Like, I like, thought they had a little more room to, for argument than yeah, they Yeah, they had a little bit more justice yeah. to, like, gamble with a little bit. Like, debate. Come on. Like, yeah, we killed your guy, but Gary's laying fucking smushed onto a tree somewhere. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is up with the tree? Yeah, like, if anything, we got justice for Gary. And then, like, no, you trapped Adam. And it's like, no, because as soon as we found out we trapped a human, we let him go. And it's like, mention the tree. <laughs> yeah, just to bring up the fucking tree. And they never do and that is that is one of the only and biggest holes in the movie. Yeah. Is that the tree is never brought up. But fucking... So, Everything else is solid. And like I told is. Daniel, I feel like unlike Black Christmas, 
and more like can't uh, like the new child's play that came out with Mark Hamill. I feel like they did better than yeah. at, on like a level with child's play than they did with the new Black Christmas because they all kind of tried the same kind of effort. I agree. They all tried to change their story, but I really feel this one nailed it. They did. It a hundred percent did. I I think. As far as for what it was going for, like, I, I agree with you. It does not need to be called Wrong Turn. But for what it was and for doing something different, I did not hate the different thing they did. This isn't, I know what you did last summer, three, where it's ghost shit. It's like, what the fuck? This isn't like that Jeepers Creepers movie where it's supernatural now. This is like an actual, like, it's a deviation and it's something completely different. Good script, it's good acting, and it's a good piece on its own. So you can be like, oh, the new wrong turn is completely different. But for what this is trying to do, it works. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact is, is that a lot of these kids are indie actors. Yeah. A lot of them aren't really yeah. famous. Yep. So, I mean, to have this kind of movie and to have the children react the way that they do and everything and everyone works out, like, great. Like, everything is, like, really tightened up with a neat little bow. Yeah. At the end. Because even when she gets away... We find out that she's fucking pregnant. Exactly. And we she comes home to find the little girl Rosie that she saved, and the man that fucking impregnated her in her house. Yeah. And like at first it threw us off because at first it was like a bloody mess, but then it then you figure out that that was just a situation she was it was in her head. In her head. Yeah, because that was her saying she my was family was her options. Yep. Like can I get through this without my family dying? Yes. So she actually excuses her family. Yep. And she's like, look, you know what? You caught me. I'll go with you. Just don't hurt my family. Yes. Yes. You can kill me after the baby's gone, whatever. Don't hurt my family. A hundred percent. And he was like, all right, you got a deal. And she did. She walked right out the door with the little girl's hand and Right where she need, went right into the RV. Mm-hmm. And then the RV starts swerving. Yeah. And you don't really know what happened to the old man, but you know something did because she jumps out and so does the little girl. And that's when it ends. Yeah. And that was honestly the best ending that I could have thought think of. Because honestly, the first ending that I thought they were going with was just like a happy ever after kind of thing. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, and it was too brutal. It's like, and it's like, are the cops gonna show up? Is she gonna get pinned for like killing everybody? Oh, and yeah. By the way, the fucking cop, one of the fucking cops, just looked at what was happening and fucking went down the street. They're like, fuck that, I ain't damn good. What the <laughs> hell? Help her. But it is kind of like known in this town that it's like when you fuck with those people, like, see ya. Like, our hands are clean. Like, we know not to fuck with them, man. If you're going to fuck with them, we'll give you the warning. But if you go, and there are some nice locals, like that dude in the beginning who seems like a creepy asshole, but he's really, like, trying to help them. And when he beats the dad's ass midway through the movie. He even said, I gave you a good beating. To get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because I thought you would run away, you'd be scared, and then you wouldn't go and get killed. I was trying to save your life. And you're right about, like, there's a lot of independent actors actors and actresses in here uh edith the daughter uh of the of the tribal guy uh he of the leader daisy head and uh 
she's been in a lot of BBC stuff. She's yeah. been because she's a known British actress. And Matthew Modine, the the dad of Jennifer, who's been on Weeds, and he's been in a lot of like science fiction stuff. That's the star power for them. That's all you Absolutely. have. And, and like those are good actors that are kind of recognizable, but they're not like Tom Cruise either, you know. But to have a group of teens be yeah. able to mesh in with those seasoned actors so well. That it, it was it was really good. I Everyone really seemed like they've been in the business ten years. Exactly. Everybody had even to like like Gary. Everybody, like even the ones that died early, it's all around. I didn't see one that I was like, this is a bad actor. Exactly. Everybody in the tribe. I mean, seemed, Adam. As much as we hated him, I feel like that's what we needed. Yeah, he was a good douche. We I feel like douche. that's what the movie was trying to get us to do. Because there's always that one douchey person that you got to vote against. Yeah. So Adam did his job at being that one douche head that you just want to fucking see go down. And he had enough relatability to him to where he wasn't just like, like his girlfriend kept getting into trouble and he kept running away. And it's like, that's stuff that humans will do in danger. Like, especially yeah, but a guy like, like him. Yeah, he's like, you left me. And he's like, I promise you, I'll never leave you again. And then he brings it up and goes and looks for her. And then he fucking finds her impaled on all these stakes and shit. And she's like, please don't leave me. I'm dying. And he's like, I gotta go fight. And he fucking leaves. And it's like, oh my God, make up your mind. And Adam, while we're on him, we have to talk because we have like reached around the plot pretty well. But yeah. the, the driving force behind this whole thing and behind like the, the, the tribe and the foundation really hating this group of kids. Well, the beer bottle in the beginning, that, that, that pissed the one guy off. But the fact that they had Adam, because when he got caught by the trap, they had him like they were going to take him to safety, like you alluded to earlier. But he got away from them because the group went to attack Jennifer and then they had spikes. And they're like, dude, what are you? Because they think they're dangerous. And they're like, stop, stop. They're arguing. Adam grabs a big ass tree branch, hits this dude Samuel in the tribe in the back of the fucking head, and then starts fucking bashing his brains in. Yeah. And then at that moment, they become enemies. And yeah. it's like, you're done. Because Samuel and his brother, they were trying to return the body because they realized, oh shit, we caught a human. Yeah. Even if, like, and that kind of, like, plot holes a bit with the trespassing thing. It's like, were they really going to let him go and, like, take him to the spot, like they said, or were they going to, like, take him, brand his eyes, and fucking put him in the cave? You don't really know, but they they, they made the case enough to where it's like, no, they were just going to let him go at this one spot where they found him once they healed him up a bit. And it's like, maybe they would have. And, and that's what's kind of like, are they the bad guys or are they not? And that's what makes it good. But Adam does that, and Adam gets his comeuppings, and we're going to get to my best kill in the movie. Because after they do the trial, she, they ask her, they ask Jennifer when they're asking, they're like, because they won't let anybody speak but her. And they say, did he kill him? Did he kill Samuel? Did he murder him? And she said, no, he was not murdered. It was so fun. And then they asked Ruthie, the little girl, which we got to bring up Ruthie because she's very important in the plot. Because her and Jennifer have I this relationship. Oh, yeah, you did bring up Ruthie. But she's so important to the plot. Mm-hmm. So important because her and Jennifer have this, like, Kind of bond, right? Yeah. The, he's like, Ruthie, who killed Samuel? She points over to fucking uh, Adam. And then that's all they needed to know. And, and then you have a brief scene where Adam flips out, fucking unties himself, and then he grabs Ruthie and has a knife to him. And then it's one of your favorite scenes in the movie, so I'll let you do it. Because she grabs the little dagger out of her fucking pants. This little girl, then, she is a fucking scrapper. Yeah, she's a beast. She's got to be at least, like, seven to nine years old. I would say maybe 10, but not younger than 7. Um, She had a fucking knife 
under her dress. Yes. And she sneakily took it out. And at the right moment, just fucking jabs him right in the upper thigh, right in, like, the groin area. And it's like, holy shit. She is a scrapper. Yeah, so good. And then that subdues him enough for them to capture him. And then that leads into my, my best kill in the movie. And it's when he's he's kind of strapped up to this table. I don't know if it's the same tree branch. They, they never really said it, but it kind of seemed like it. Because I thought I saw some blood on top. Maybe. I, I watched this a few times, and I kept looking to the tree branch, but it's dark lighting, so I can't tell if it's bloodied or not. And uh, the leader of the, of the whole thing, i got to find his name, uh, Venable, Ramskull. Uh, he, he's the leader of the foundation, and he you know, acts the revenge, the justice for, for Brother Samuel, and he smashes this fucking kid's head in. And it's very vulgar, it's very gory, and it's right in front of you. And they don't pan away very much. They pan away like once. No, and then because they, they want seeing... you to feel that it's justified. Yeah, and you just keep seeing this kid's face get caved in. And it's a very good horror kill. It's a very good face smash. And this movie, it, no, it's not people eating people, and it's not the gore of the first one. But it does do good on the gore factor. There's some cool kills in this bitch. And there's some cool brand And it's game. super suspenseful. Very suspenseful, yeah. Very suspenseful. But the gore does hold up, too. Oh, absolutely. The gore absolutely holds up. It really is very brutal. Yeah. But that's the line, though, that it crossed. It's not too brutal. The second one and fourth and fifth one did. Is that they they did brutal but not disgusting. Yes. There's a fine line between brutal and carnage candy and disgusting Porn. I agree with you because you get deep into the wrong turn franchise and it's like don't order dinner. <laughs> like it's like don't eat anything. Don't eat even eat that day if you're gonna watch. And Jano's the kind of person that like when he watches a horror movie with me, like the first thing he does is make something to eat and sit yeah. down and it's like Daniel, no. I'm, I'm ramming down the fucking state, whatever. And it's like I'm eating steak and then they're eating a the fucking human pork chop. And it's like get me the fuck out of here, man. But it's like they fucking <laughs> yeah. So that it. It doesn't have the gore that those have, and that's what made, I like that about this. I do. That I like it that it bit. was gory, yeah. but it wasn't disgusting. It no, wasn't gross. I did. I didn't have to put the blanket over my head. Yeah. I wasn't like holding my stomach like ugh. Like it, it was well done. And even this kid's face getting smashed. It's just fun, good horror to watch. Yeah. It's something cool. Absolutely. And, and it's like I, I just I really like that scene, and, and that's my favorite death. And, and Adam went. Adam's the one that should have gone out of anybody. If anybody else lives and somebody should die, it should be Adam. So there you go, Adam. Goodbye. And uh, and then since they lied, and since they think that you know Jennifer's a liar because she said he didn't murder them, they summoned them to what they called the darkness. Yeah. And that's if you're trespassing, that's like their basic punishment. If they don't sentence you to death, you're getting sentenced to the darkness. And the darkness is getting both eyes branded through by a hot poker. Which I don't do good with branding. No. So it was not a very comfortable situation for Yeah, me. I'm glad that they showed the starting of the insertion and that they showed the after. Because yeah. if I had to watch through that, then I would have been like, this is too much. Yeah. But uh, th- so they did that kind of tasteful. But they brand both eyes. And so you, like, th- no, your eyeballs are gone. Goodbye. And empty patches in your face, and then you get thrown in this cave, and that's called the darkness. And you're live, and you're living. And I don't know if they give them food or not, because it seemed like that Luis, that that the other uh, uh, fella in that 
uh, homosexual relationship. That's our food. It, it seems like he was eating later, though. Like, when she found him in the cave, it seemed like he was eating something. So Maybe. I don't know if they throw them, like, apples or shit. I don't know. But they're, they're like, these fucking, and they're just wandering around in this dark cave. And, and that's, like, the basic punishment. They do it to Luis. They throw him in. So now all we have left in the group, because, like we said, Mila earlier, she's impaled by spikes. She gets a arrow through the whatever. We did the arrow was off screen. She's dead. She's gone. So all we have left is Darius and Jed. Jed pulls off some of the best fourth quarter clutch fucking lawyer talking your way out of a fucking situation I've ever seen in horror. Stockholm syndrome. Oh my god, it was so good. And she's just like, well, fucking, and and they build it throughout the movie, and that's what I appreciate because in the beginning with that old dude at the bar, she tells to him everybody's career, and that's what she says. Mila's the the doctor. I'm this, and you know. Darius, he like he does a lot of nonprofits. He does a lot of solar energy. Like he can help like build communities and stuff. And that's a very important role for Darius. Yeah, because she's like, we're gonna we'll be useful to you if yeah. you guys kill us. Think of the resources that you're flushing down the toilet. Yeah, and then they hit her and they're like, what fucking? What are you helping us with? What do you have to offer? And she's like, well, Darius can help you. He's a problem solver. He can help you like help the community, help itself sufficient. He's in the marketing. Yes, like he can help you guys fucking like really like stay self-sustainable for a long time and he and he's a fucking capable warrior and then the guy's like yeah he has the spirit of a warrior and then Darius is like I don't give up and they're like all right Darius is in he's a good fucking muscle for us and then they ask her like what do you have and she's like I have me yeah I don't have any cancer in my family I don't have any sickness and I'm young and there's a very good very very highly likely chance that I will have a lot of healthy children yes so I'm willing to marry one of your people. And that's and as much I have to get this joke off because it's Sad. it's a horror show and it's R rated, damn it. So I can say that but basically all she says in this moment is she's like, Hey, I can fuck. <laughs> like that's what she's like. I can have kids. She's like Darius can do all this. He's like got a really like he works in this stuff. And my uterus like, works. She's like, and I can fuck. <laughs> she's like, and if you if you need me to I can, I, I, can I, can, I can get some brownies in the oven, man. I got a uterus. <laughs> yeah. So, He's got PR experience. I got a uterus. Yeah. And it was just, it was a good pitch. And then, the, and it turns out that the leader, Ramskull, he fucking, uh, he, his, he hasn't had a wife for a year, and he wants to keep making children. So, bada boom, bada bang, it works out perfectly. He asks them if they'll be loyal. They both say yes. And then the two. Uh, and I'm sorry, who's going to say that they're not going to be loyal when they have a fucking oh, yeah. iron poker in their face. Yeah, I'll join. When's breakfast? When, like, I'm, fuck, I'm down, dude. When's church? Like, let me know, dude. I can you go hunting. plant some crops? Yeah. I'll go plant some corn. Yeah, they're like, he's like, you contribute or you end up like that. But it's like, yo, where's the fucking, I'll cut trees tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like let me know, dude. Uh, I'll be on gardening duty. But it was that uncomfortable and that's what we yeah. love in a good horror movie. Yes. As one that can make us uncomfortable. Yes. And you really felt, because these two people, like, Darius led them down the wrong trail, and that was a serious fuck-up, but he's a good guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice dude with a good heart. Yeah, Because he felt like he could help these people. Yeah, and he he just seems like a good dude with a good heart, and he was a good boyfriend to Jen, and Jen had a, she's a really good person, and she was the morality of the group. Oh, yeah. So it, it's nice that these two got to live, and then... So now, after and it's also good too. Yes. I'm sorry, you know. No, 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 you're off. good. You did. It's also really good too to see two different points of view. She's the one to get out, and her plan was to get the fuck out of there, no matter what. He, I don't, 
I won't say he gave up, but I would say that he kind of became brainwashed a bit into their thinking. Hundred percent, yeah. And thought that this was his calling because yeah. of the nonprofit Absolutely. stuff. So that was kind of interesting to see two different points of vision. And it, and it was funny. And and one of my watches, Sharon was down here. And when she asked, she's like, "Are you going to come?" And Sharon just mouthed out what he was going to say. She's like, "These people, they believe they like believe in me because that is like a normal thing for shit like this in movies. Like when that happens." And then I shit you not, fucking two seconds later, he's like, "These people," <laughs> and then I was like, "Yep." And it was like, and, and, but it was like, it was true. And, and it's like, they brought him in. And as soon as like, and when you get a person like that, it happens. Yeah. And as soon as they were all cool and they're sitting by the fire, the two like people in the group, they come to Darius and they're like, like friends. And then they give him a whiskey bottle or whatever alcohol. And he drank it. And they're like, that's my boy. Now. And they're like, Rrr! and then they fucking like, Oh yeah. Cause we forgot to mention this guys, but the people in the village speak their own language. Yes. It's kind of like, gibberish yeah i don't know if it's made up or if it's like old english but it's it, it is its own language it's not english for sure no i mean there is a couple like the one wife translates yeah or daughter or whatever the fuck she, she is knows english, yeah. she does translate but that's, that's edith, it yeah. edith yeah edith translates but that's and then the head tribal guy can speak english but that's the thing though when they're in they're in and they treat darius like family and mm-hmm. darius is a part of the group and he hunts with them and he and, and she and, and you don't see a scene where ram skull treats jed bad even though that's her husband now and he put a baby in her and she's going to do what she's got to do like to survive and you don't get the like gist that he's like abusing her or, like of course if she runs away he's going to kill her yeah. that, that we know that rule he tells him at the beginning but it doesn't seem like he's like treating them bad they're not slaves or anything they're not like tortured they're like they're part, part of the, the community family. yeah they're part of the community now so then and then we cut to scott shaw the dad that's what who you call papa john uh, well no papa papa uh jen papa jen papa jen yeah papa jen but she she was uh or he then you cut to him and you deal with all the stuff of him trying to get there and deal with the locals and stuff and he finally gets there and fucking old daughter jed puts a barrel or a, a barrel an arrow through his arm and, and then there and then that's when he's like you got my daughter you got my daughter and ramskull comes out he's like i don't know where you are or what you think but this isn't your daughter this is my wife and then he's like no trial needed he's summoned to the darkness so jen now knows that her father is going to get branded through the eyes and thrown in that case and you really thought that for a second that she was okay with it yeah that's the hardest part she sold it well this, is that she sold the part of Sock from Sundren very well. Yes. She did a very good job of pretending that she was 110% in this. Yes. She very much did a great job at that. And, and us as the viewer, like, we know. Like, we know she's going to, like, save her dad. And, and like, this this movie has to end all right, you know. It's the practical choice. Yeah, it's like, it's going to happen. But I liked it that Darius wanted to stay. Because she gives him the opportunity, and he's not going to hurt her. And he's like, I love you. I wouldn't do anything to you, but I'm staying. These are my people. And uh, I like how they have different perspectives, and it flips throughout the movie. Yeah, sometimes it's the two different yeah. POVs. Because she always cared. Because from the beginning, she's like, we don't want to hurt these people. And he's like, fuck these people. We're going to get the fuck out of here. And then that switches to where he's like, these are my people. And she's like, no, fuck these people. we got to get the fuck out of here. And it's kind of fun to see that switch in the two of them. It's like a double turn a little mm-hmm. bit. And uh, so 
that's the payoff for Darius. We don't see that character after that. There's 20 more minutes of that movie. There's no more Darius. He's no. not with the dad. Or he's he, part of the family now. And he's not with Ramskull at the end. I, I look for him, like, as the three guys outside that construction van. He's I didn't there. see Darius. It's not, it was an RV, by the way. It's an old-school 70s RV. Okay, RV. Yeah, so he's done after this. And it's like, all right, that's our payoff for Darius. He's living happy with them. Good for them. And then her and her dad go on this, like, absolute journey to get the fuck out of there. Ruthie helps him a little bit. She, like, takes him down to the cave because you got to go through the darkness to get out. And, you know, they walk past all these fucking people without eyes, and it's so creepy. This is my favorite kill. Okay. Because I think it takes a lot to have to mercy kill somebody. Oh, you're going with a heart, uh, uh, an emotional kill. Yeah. I really think it's very, very hard to even imagine to have to put your friend out there misery. And I give all the credit in the world to Jennifer to be able to do that. Yeah. Because that is a very courageous, brave thing to do. Because that was Luis. Yeah. Luis was branded in the eyes, and instead of making him suffer, she mercy killed him. Yes. And he just, like, looked up at her, and he had no eyes, and then she just took the gun. And and I was a little – because I thought, like, are they going to freak out? Like, what's going to go on? Like, are, are they going to, like, give up their position? And they kind of do because then the, you know, the tribe starts following them. But that she was good. She did the right thing. She did the right thing, and she took out her friend. And Luis was – like, Luis wasn't like Adam. He was really upset when he lost his boyfriend, but Luis wasn't he a bad guy. Talk. Yeah. Honestly. He didn't do anything. All he said was, like, fuck you guys. When, like, And he's like, we're lost in the beginning. When yeah. Gary's dead and he's had it, he's like, this is fucking bullshit. So, but Luis was, like, a good guy. He didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't mean or tried to well, kill. Well, that's why I'm, I'm saying this is my favorite kill. But, and not because it was an amazing kill. I agree with you, but though. because of the emotion. It had heart to it, yeah. Exactly. She had to take out one of her good friends. Yeah, she could have just left him to, like, be there forever and, like, live like that, but she's like, no, I can't do that. Luis is a good guy. And a lot of people face that decision, no matter how good of a person they are, they can't do it. Yeah. So, and that's, and it kind of shows you, and that's the one time, and when movies do that, it can be a little dicey because you never want to say killing's okay, but it's like, it's that one time where it's like... Well, that's why you call an emergency kill. Yeah, she killed him to save him. Yeah pretty much. And it does have a lot of heart to it. And I really thought it worked in context of the movie. Absolutely. I like that part. Uh, and then you kind of get a chase scene. And that's when Ian shows up and tries to fuck them up. And that's when the one creepy dude that Adam threw the beer bottle shows up. He's like, I can smell your juices. It's like, all right, dude, come the yeah, fuck Yeah, that up. guy was bad. Yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, buddy. Dude, that guy was too much. I can smell your juice. Out. Yeah. What the? <laughs> yeah, it got a little much. Uh, Another good kill, though. Well, she stabs the fuck out of him. That's like, like I, I compared it to uh, Sam from the new screen. And, and you're like, like next no, level. I need him more. Yeah, and you're like, you're right, because the dad finds her, because she's doing the ruthless killing, and the dad comes and finds her, and she's still stabbing his face, and you see his face is like an open hole. Like, at it's this like, point, she's just like, Bonk, yeah, and it's bonk, slow. Like, it's bonk, just, she's just doing bonk. it. Like, it's like one of those fucking video games that you watch her whack-a-mole. She's like, whack-a-mole. Yeah, she's like getting tired, bonk, and she's still doing it. Well, much more mole. And her and Edith drop, and uh, but Edith shows back up in the cave, and she's running at the daddy, shoots her in the face. Bye, bye, Edith. Bye, bye, Edith. That was a good kill too. Bye, bye. And then they meet up with the hunter guys, or the, the and that old guy that they said could have the liver problems because of the yellow spots in his eyes earlier. And they were right. And he's like, "You really helped me. I appreciate that." I went and saw a doctor. Thank 
you. Yeah, he was like really. And then like the dad was like, "You beat the shit out of me," and he's like, "That was a warning." Yeah. So like, I thought if I did that, it would scare you enough to get the hell out of there. And it made me happy that guy lives too. Yeah. He deserved it. I mean, that was the cool little ending though, because normally the townsfolk are behind all of it. So the yeah. fact that they are trying to protect them, yes. it's refreshing. Yeah, the fact that they were actually good. They were the cre- I love a good creepy guy that's not really creepy. Exactly. That's a good guy in the end. Exactly. And, and that's what they did. So it's a janitor from um, Disturbing Behavior. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought that really worked. So they get them out of there. And then that kind of that goes into the scene that we, we already pretty much covered of yeah. that ending. And she thinks that, or she's got to go back with them. She makes the decision to do so after playing it out in her head. She knows her family would die. So. And that's when we get one more tremendous kill, which you already brought up, which is basically the whack-a-mole kill. Yes. She just keeps stabbing and stabbing it. Oh, my fucking God. When they veer off in that van and, and they leave, and then it cuts to the thing, and it's a like wrong turn. And then it's like, oh, my God, it's over. She's leaving with them, and this is it? And then you just see as the credit screen's going, you see the van slowly veer off, or the RV slowly veer off, and it hits another, and it's like, oh, she's killing them inside. And then they run out, and I don't know if it's Ramskull, but she fucking, she's on top of this one dude, 15 knife, knife shots, and then another dude runs to the other side, she fucking throws the knife like a throwing dagger, it hits his back, he falls, she goes over to him, takes it out, fucking stabs him 30 times, and then little Ruth Lee in this little, like, little adorable dress. This little out. adorable homicidal maniac yeah. of a child. She comes out, holds her hand, it's very cute, and then the movie ends as they're walking, like, towards us. Like, seriously, anybody that's listening to this, this little girl deserves, like, a demonic child part. Give her something, yeah. Like, give her something. Like, give her, like, an omen kind of role, something. She would be Right. Yeah, Ryan Elizabeth Hanavan is her name. Okay. She doesn't have, like, she's not... She, it was probably her first movie. She yeah. was relatively young. She doesn't have a lot of credits, but she was good in it. She was very good. Yeah. I was very impressed. I was impressed with all of them. They all did a really good job. They did. And she was a nice little emotional heart. Like, it's like, oh, this little girl really doesn't have a choice in this, and she's just here. And it's like, she's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And it was nice that she held... But it kind of teetered on it, though. Like, is she a good guy or yeah. is she brainwashed? Especially when she stabbed the one guy. Cause it's like, wait a minute. Is she brainwashed or is she a good kid? And one thing I glossed over that I have to put in, and I won't give these guys too much, but when the dad is going to find Jen, he hooks up with this hunter and his uh, and his son, Cooper. Oh, the hunter! And that poor motherfucker. And he's like, I'm doing this for the money, and they shot me, like, and they grazed my head one time, and it's like, fuck those guys, so we gotta get them. Uh, so he takes the dad out. Hunter, or Cooper, falls, the son, falls into this little trap, twists his ankle. They're trying to help him pull him out of it. And there's a tripwire right behind him, and this poor dad, he fucking kicks it, and this thing of spikes comes down. And it, and it could other, it, that could be a best kill, too, because it was so fucking cool. And Daddy Jen just said, let me roll out of the way here. Yeah, Scott got the fuck out of there, and the, you just hear, and then you look over, and it's like, oh, And there's God. two dead bodies. Yeah. And the thing that cracks me up about it, though, is that he walks over to the thing, and he's like, Emmett, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Spikes just fell on both of their heads. Yeah. And you're going over there and going, hey, you, you okay? You're up? Yeah. Are you up? up?" Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's what got me. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Why would you even try to call their name? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because they're obviously dead. Yeah. And uh, I, I... 
and the one callback to the original that I loved at the end, mm-hmm. before she goes to the house, it's the payoff of the dad, and it's like she works for his construction company now, and she's talking to him, and she's like, oh, what, what, what's the movie for the night for the kids? Like, what did the kids pick out? And he's like, oh, with the cannibalistic hillbillies. He's like, that shit again. And it's like, oh, that's a good callback to the first one. Yeah. It's like, at least you fucking put that in there somewhere. Yeah. And, and that was a fun little Easter egg. But... Besides, we pretty, we covered the whole movie. What did you think, Mindy? And what's your rating? I really enjoyed this film. Um, normally, I don't like hop around films. Yeah. Um, and normally, I don't like remakes. But this was so freshly remade. Like I told Daniel, it could have easily been called The Foundation. Yeah. Or a hundred percent. I would have watched it. If it was called The Foundation, same movie. It was good. So. I really enjoyed it for what it was. Was it a wrong-term movie? No. No. But I, I get why it used the name, because it was in the same place. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get it. Yes. But they did an amazing turnaround. They were an amazing example of taking a movie concept and making it different. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed that. So I'm going to go ahead and give this an eight. Because there was a lot of plot holes and stuff, but I'm going to let them slide yeah. a little bit because they did a really good job of bringing something new and fresh and original <clears throat> to the table. Yeah. I mean, the black guy wasn't the first one out. I mean, yeah, the gay guy was, but one of the guys had to go. You knew, I mean, you got an uneven number here. One of the guys are going to go. Yeah, and I thought that I liked that the cast was a nice, like, diverse cast. Of, mm-hmm. Like, like, the the homosexual couple with the, with the the Indian and they fella didn't overdo the it. Asian fella and, no they didn't over they didn't they only when they were at the bar with the locals they're like we don't fit in here and it's like that's the one little nod to it but besides that they're a regular group of friends as they should be they don't need to be treated differently exactly so, and like they're not like being loud in the bar or anything they're like dancing and having fun yeah. and so like they're not obnoxious kids and I think that's why the townsfolk were being so protective of them yeah but but also that is a realistic depiction because if you do put that group in a deep like south town like that like the locals are gonna be like what the hell yeah. <laughs> like they're gonna be a little but so it was a good realistic and I branching off you for my final thoughts I completely agree I agree and the people that's like this isn't a wrong term movie I understand and it's not but I will venture to say that I think it breathes new life into it and a movie franchise that desperately needs it because I do not like the last few movies in that series wrong Turn one and two are some of my favorites, especially the first one. But after that, I thought it got a little too much, and I it and, gross. and it was all it was always the same thing. It's the yeah. cannibalistic hillbillies. It's to say this isn't the same thing, and it's a little. It's not a return to form for the series, but it's going in a different direction, and it kind of like does something new. So, would you mind a sequel for this one in particular? Since Ram Skull died. It, it, well, they really didn't say it, but, like, he's in the van, and it's, like, pretty known that everyone in that van's gone but Ruthie and Jen. Yeah. So you don't think there needs to be one? They paid it off well enough. Like, okay. I, I, I don't, agree. As a reboot, it's a really good reboot, but if they're trying to reboot the franchise, I don't think it needs to be that. I think it's a good one-off reboot, and then you move on, and then we get another wrong turn in 10 years maybe or something. Now, I do feel – I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I do feel had it not been called wrong turn that we could have easily gotten a new legacy of horror movies. Yeah. And if you, first of all, you can still get a sequel. 
you can have a new leader, even though you kill Ramskull and his daughter, you can have somebody come up as like, the foundation isn't dead. You can have Darius be the new leader, and then he's trying to come after her and her family. Like, you can do new shit, or you can have a new group of kids that fuck with it. Like, you, you can make another movie. With her agreement, her child is there. Yes, so you could do more with that, but I'm just saying, if this movie ends with this, I don't feel unsatisfied. Okay. I think it's a good meal in its own. If you want to add fries to it or make another course, you can, but I, I like it for what it is. Okay, so what would you give it? I, I'm going to stick with you on the 8 out of 10 because it, it didn't do anything wrong for me. Like I said, the only real plot hole was the tree thing, and that didn't take me out of the movie. It was just one scene where I was like, bring up the fucking tree! That was uh, that was it. It's something we talked about every yeah. time there was downtime. It's like, wait, what about the tree? <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing. But besides that, this was a solid movie with great acting performances, and it was written well. It did. It wasn't too complicated. It could have got really complicated with the foundation and stuff. It went into the backstory and made it stupid, but it didn't do that. Yeah. So I thought it did a lot of things right, and I think it's a solid eight out of ten movie that I would recommend to any horror fan. Absolutely, especially a slasher fan who likes like gore but not gross exactly i thought i thought it was almost expertly done especially for like a, a movie that like this isn't a big budget movie and you can tell it had a little bit of it but it mm-hmm. wasn't like fucking like a hundred million dollar movie yeah. it was shot really well the director did a good job you could tell they used a lot of practical effects yes and, and they didn't look corny like we no. said with gary that could have easily looked like friday the 13th a lot that of their could have easily looked very corny yeah and they didn't yeah but it didn't and all it was gory enough, but it wasn't too gory. It hit a lot of good notes. And watch it like I've watched this like twice in a day. I've watched this multiple times, and I like this movie. Yeah, Daniel actually again. took the opposite uh-huh. side this time, guys, and decided to watch the shit out of it. Normally, I'm the one that yeah. watches the shit out of it. I try to watch it once or twice and then go in fresh. But this one, I had to keep, and I was finding out new stuff about it, and I liked that. So it, it was a very good, well-done movie that you can get out of. On, on, you can get more out of it on rewatches. Too. Absolutely. I liked it. So Absolutely. you want to tell the good people what we're doing next week? Because right, you're really so excited about this. Last week. night, I had a very good movie come up on my Netflix. And I was very, very, very hesitant to watch it because it was a Megan Fox movie. Yeah. And I'm not a Megan Fox fan. It's yeah. a Regina First Body. But it just came out last year. And it's called Till Death. A basic premise is that a young woman has fallen into a revenge plot from hell, is the way I'll call it. Yeah. Like, her husband got back at her for cheating, like, a thousandfold. This is so fucked up. And it's got to be one of the more suspenseful movies Mm -hmm. I've seen. Our landlord actually texted Kevin because he lives above us and asked him to tell me to stop yelling. Because I was yelling at the main character. Because Emma's the main character, whose name is Emma, who's Megan Fox, she has some hutzpah. She has Feitner. I'm like, go, Emma, go, Emma, go, Emma. And I guess I was getting a little too loud. And he's like, yeah, tell her to stop. And it's like, oh, now I got to tell Daniel. So it's not like you're, like, classic jump scare or anything go check it out it's on netflix but like if you like cat and mouse games like hush yeah and i love that fucking movie and gerald's game and shit like that you're gonna like this movie yeah and it looked like what you were telling me on how it's like a reverse gerald's game it's like Mm -hmm. oh this is like this looks very cool i'm excited for it so i'm excited to watch it this week and talk about it next week 
and uh, we'll be back. All right, guys, remember to uh, follow us on here on Blog Talk Radio, and we will see you guys later. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo.